I'm Dave Moore, and this is Pueblo's Podcast. My guest today is Colorado State Fair Manager Scott Stoller. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the State Fair. Actually, we'll talk a lot about the State Fair coming up here. But give us a little bit of background so uh, the folks can get to know you. Give us your history. I know this will be your third State Fair in Colorado. But give us a little bit of history of, of Scott. Oh, uh, me? Oh, well, this will be, I don't even know what year uh, this will be for me managing a fair, but my first uh, year being a fair manager was in 2006 at the Benton County Fair and Rodeo in Corvallis, Oregon. And uh, I was there for three years, and I managed uh, four fairs there. And um, then I moved on to Chico, California, where I managed the Silver Dollar Fair um, before coming here. And, and I moved here in 2018. Uh, and this will be my third third fair and in that long kind of long career it seems like it's long um <laughs> this will be the smallest fair that i've ever managed um which is a good thing in COVID 19 just because of all the health restrictions um you know most people will have to participate in the fair a different way uh you know but our crowd on the ground uh, will be you know not very many people just because uh trying to keep everybody uh, safe and healthy. Give us a little background as to what, what type of restrictions we can expect to see at the fair and how things will be will be different this year. Uh, so the, the only opportunity for the general public to come on site to the fairgrounds uh, will be uh, in their vehicles the first weekend, uh, August 28th. Um, so the, that weekend and uh, through Monday, August 31st, we're going to do a drive-through fair food. have uh, five five food stands here where, where you can get a corn dog or you can get a pasty sandwich, a bucket of fries, funnel cake, all that good stuff. Um, so that's, that's the only opportunity for, for anybody who uh, needs to get their fair quick just to show up and, and get a piece of the fair. Uh, all the other activities on the grounds will be uh, for people who are um, registered participants. So we'll have all the 4-H and FFA activities, uh, the livestock show and sale, um, the auction will have, you know, Previous year buyers will have to RSVP to, to come out to, to do do that. Uh, but the cool thing we're doing this year is um, everything we're doing on site that's an activity is going to be live streamed on our homepage at ColoradoStateFair.com. So people will be able to see uh, see all the shows. And um, the really fun thing is we kind of mix the 4-H and FFA livestock show with the drive through fair food. And on August 31st, uh, we're calling it the championship drive. So you can come and get your corn dog, and then on your way out of the fairgrounds, We'll have all the champion animals lined up there, so you and your family can see uh, all the winners from the from the 4-H Nesta Bay Livestock Show. Uh, additionally, we'll have the 4-H Dog Show and Rocketry and all their uh, other competitions. Uh, once again, these will be things that we put to video and, and showcase on our website, so people can see uh, what's happening out here. And then the second weekend of the fair, uh, we'll have the 4-H Horse Show, and we're still. Uh, tentatively planning this, but it's looking pretty good. We are going to do the World Flopper Eating Championship for a second time, <laughs> oh, uh, and that will be live streamed on our on our website. Yeah, did you did you get to check that out last year? I did not, but it sounds great. I love a good slopper. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, last year the world record was set. Darren Breed Breed consumed, uh, and these were quarter pound patties uh, on a on a half bun, and the the bubble chili was the aid. So you, they had to eat the burger, the cheese. And the, and the half bun, and he ate um, 28 quarter-pound patties 
with a bun and slice of cheese in eight minutes. Hopefully, we'll get a, we'll get a new world record. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <Set> for, <laughs> and there's actually right now, if people want to see them, uh, if you go to uh, our our website, you can find our YouTube channel through the YouTube link, mm-hmm. and you can watch the 2019 World Slop Eating Championship. It's it, quite the quite the uh, feat. I don't know that I can eat 28 uh, floppers in a week or a month, for that matter, right. let alone in eight minutes. <laughs> I might be able to do it in a couple of months, but not in eight minutes. Oh, my gosh, that is unbelievable. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was, it, was pretty, it was fun. And, you know, the flopper is like the perfect Colorado State uh, fair food because, it, you know, all the all the ingredients of it are produced in Colorado, Colorado beef, you know, Colorado dairy for the cheese. Colorado wheat, and then of course Pueblo chili to make it a flopper. So yeah, no, it's, we, we've we've adopted the flopper as everything Colorado agriculture. Last year was the first year that we rolled that out. That sounds so like so much fun. Oh, I, I've got to see that. That is amazing. Twenty eight and eight minutes. I wonder if we could get Joy Chitwood, the hot dog eating champion, out here to try the slopper contest. Well, the people that we partner with to sanction this, the major league eaters, they're the same folks that that do the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And the guy who won last year, won our contest last year, he was second last year at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. So really? uh, no, we're, we're dealing with the same folks. And and this year, there's not many contests. So uh, we're hoping, you know, we don't know who will show up at the a contest and the top rank eaters, you know, the high, higher your rank, the better chance you're, you get to make the make the competition. So we definitely uh, would hope that Joey Chestnut would look at us this year since there's not much else going on this summer. Oh sure. Oh my no, God. no, no promises, but you know, right. better than fifty percent chance if we if we do it that he, he would be a part of it. Oh, that that would be great. Oh my gosh, that'd bring a lot of notoriety. Maybe we could get ESPN no, to broadcast one, it live too. <laughs> they might. I hear that they're hungry for a sports content. I guess now that baseball and football are back, not so much. But uh, <laughs> they, who knows? Maybe they would. Well, if they can show cornhole championships, I certainly think they can show a a, a slopper eating contest. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, definitely. We got a lot of attention last year um, for the flop reading contest, and uh, you know, we, it was so popular. It's definitely something we want to try and pull off this year. But you know, one of the things, everything that we're doing and planning, it, it can all be put on pause if something happens where where things tighten up because of uh, public health. We resized the fair back in June to where we can pivot easily if something changes and and COVID nineteen gets worse. Uh, we have the ability to. To still downsize more if we had to. Okay. Um, we're hoping that's not the case because we've been planning for some pretty pretty fun virtual concepts and activities on our website. Aside from the on-site activities, we, we do have a pretty robust uh, virtual programming uh, that we plan to roll out uh, during the fair. Okay. So let me ask you this. What if the reverse of that happens? What if things go the other way, that it kind of subsides, COVID-19 goes away, there's no high numbers of new infections. Is there a plan to increase the activities of the fair or those right now pretty much set? They're pretty much set on the public participation. There's still a lot of restrictions around our competition. Uh, For instance, if you're uh, a 4-H or FFA exhibitor, uh, right now with the numbers uh, that we're allowed, we have the livestock animals spread all over the fairgrounds just to be able to keep keep everybody um, socially distanced and making sure we don't have too many people in one location. Okay. And parents can, they are, an exhibitor can only bring one chaperone or parent with them. So if things loosened up, the first thing we would add back would be the ability for exhibitors to bring two parents, which, you know, that's a hardship for a lot of families to be able, you know, to not be able to have 
the whole family together. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the choice that they're going to have going to have to make. So we're really hoping that Pueblo County is able to qualify for the uh, protect your neighbor phase, which is the one after what we're currently in, which is safer at home. That would be such a relief to us if it went that way. The slopper contest may become open to the public, but the concern with that is if we open it to the public and say we're allowed 500 people in the venue, we could, we'll be safe inside, but how to, how to pick those 500 people that get to participate in an event or a fair that normally has half a million people, you know, it just doesn't seem fair to the folks that don't get to be part of the 500. Sure. That's so we, we really, we, we didn't want to exclude people. So it's better to, to exclude everybody. I hate to say it that way, but we wanted to make sure that up the platforms that we're doing include as many people as possible. Uh, and we didn't want it to be a small minority. So we, for the 4-H and FFA shows, pretty much every, every exhibitor that wants to participate is going to be able to participate with those restrictions if they choose to. And then when we looked at doing on-site stuff, we, we have these three uh, little trains that are people movers. They considered doing tours on the ground to take people through the livestock barns and, and, and those different areas. But, you know, we really ran into this issue where we would be serving so few people that it would be unfair to the people who were denied service. And that's just not what you know, not what we're about. So we, we kind of focus our public efforts to our virtual platforms and okay. um, doing some fun things on our website. That way, nobody is denied the general access to the fair activities. Yeah, it's just a tough year. I mean, there's no easy decision. I, and I'm watching the news. I feel for these, uh, sure. these school districts. They're going. I mean, I, 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 we're going through a microcosm of what they're going through, and they have a lot more people. That's every day of, of the work week all the way through the end of the year that, that affects people's lives. Absolutely. And school's not exactly as much of a choice as going to the fair. I, I would love to think that the school, you know, that coming to the fair is top priority. You know, it, it's sad that we can't be what we want to be this year, but health is so much more important this year. And we just need to get through COVID-19 and, and be ready and, and able to have a good 2021, hopefully. Hopefully 2021. I don't want to be pessimistic. I'm, I'm very hopeful for 2021. Right. Boy, that's got to be... Um tough on you and tough on the, the your employees and the the folks that work at the fair and participate in the fair to have it go from you know a tremendous fair last year to now just a virtual fair i i know you're doing your best to to make it interesting and fun for as many people as possible but boy talk about a huge difference and a huge change for you it's tough cuz you know we're we're it's in our dna for everybody that works here at the state fair to to do big things and try to bring as many people out as possible. And then you see what COVID-19 is. And we just know the state fair is going to be the last thing to be allowed, you know, while COVID, you know, as we, as we come out of COVID-19. So sure. it really makes us think, think differently. And, you know, we want to do things, but we also don't want to harm the community either. So, you know, we, we, we've worked with public health uh, county and state to really come up with a plan that works with current guidelines and, you know, every, every precaution in place, you know, and we, we just kind of focus on what we can do and not, not what we can't do. Like we know what we can't do. We can't have a carnival. We can't, uh, can't have concerts, can't have a rodeo, can't have people walking freely around the fairgrounds and have unlimited crowds here. So in June, we, the board made the decision to get rid of the things that we can't do. And then since then staff and myself and the board have been working on the things that we can do. Um, and that, like I said, there's, there's some things, and everything's in the spirit of, I mean, nothing is going to replace uh, the State Fair of 2019 and, and before um, until COVID-19 is gone. So what we're doing this year, we, we hope, is a one and done. We don't ever want to have to do this again. Right. Um, you know, we, but, but we also we also don't want to do nothing this year. We want to sure. put forward something 
fun because uh, there's not that much fun going on, you know, out there. It's, you know, it's a crummy year. It absolutely is a crummy year. Exactly. Well, I hope that that people will will get behind the virtual um, and the drive-through activities that you have, and just support the fair just to to keep it going and and you know to keep it top of mind so we can all all have carnivals and concerts and rodeo next year. Yeah, well, and the virtual thing, there's going to be, uh, we're going to have a day camp program during the week. It's going to be August 31st through September 3rd, and it's going to be 90 minutes each day of, of things uh, for third to fifth graders to do or, or families to do together with activities geared around like ag education. There's going to be some parks and wildlife activities. We're hoping to get some major league sports players to, to do some t- tips and tricks for the kids. Uh, we're going to have uh, a chef demonstration on how to make your favorite fair food at home. There's also going to be some fair entertainment built into there and, and some other quirky, fun things. You know, just light, fun, entertainment, interactive, educational things to do with your family. This will be kind of another fun piece. Aside from live streaming all of the competitions on our on our website and the floppery contest, we're going to do concert announcements for next year's fair. Um, we've already got six of our acts set for the 2021, well, hopefully 2021 fair. Uh, if it's not 2021, we'll try again in 2022, right. but uh, we'll announce six of the performers, six of the bigger acts that are coming to the fair in 2021, and uh, we'll actually have the entertainers that are supposed to be here in 2021 uh, self-announce on our on our website. And then the other thing we're doing is we're going to have a contest on our website, kind of like an Easter egg hunt, but it's going to be uh, geared towards our theme, which is the Walk on the Wild Side, uh, with our the butterfly artwork that we have. And we're going to have a butterfly hunt. We think, and we're still working on the, the logistics of this, but we think it's going to be 148 prizes. Um, and there's going to be promo codes hidden on, hidden throughout the uh, virtual fair through time and through different videos where people can, the more promo codes they find, the more chances they have to, to enter in for one of the 148 prizes that, you know, by going through and looking at all the different on demand and live videos that we have on our website. Okay. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big lover of the Colorado State Fair concerts. I've been to a ton of them. Can you give us a sneak peek of one artist, or would that not be fair? <laughs> uh, it would not be fair, because that would, that would spoil the surprise. I can tell you that we have some big country names, uh, more, than, more than usual. Uh, we have Normally we have like a classic country and, and the red dirt, which we'll have that, but then there's usually one big country name that we have. Uh, there'll be two big country names that we announced as part of this. and. Uh, We'll have a 80s rock band announced, and I won't tell you, I'm not going to say band or person, and I guess I'll, I won't give away too much, but somebody that is a um, kind of pop or hip-hop, I'm not sure what the right genre is, but somebody who, who's a pop slash hip-hop uh, artist from the 2000s that we'll, we'll announce. Oh, that's very uh, exciting. So, yeah, they're in the diverse lineup. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to, yeah, I would spoil the surprise, but they will, they'll be the ones announcing, so it's definitely worth tuning in if you want to find out. And then post fair, that after Labor Day, we're actually going to start selling tickets for next year. So if people want to, you know, get their tickets, you know, something to look forward to for for twenty twenty one. And give us the date again when the uh, announcements of next year's concerts will happen. So the the fun little twist is almost all of these acts were supposed to be here this year. So on the night that they were supposed to perform, uh, they're going to pop on the screen and say say that they're going to be here next year. So uh, the first weekend we'll have one each, each night. So the twenty twenty eighth of August, 29th and thirtieth, and then the Thursday, which I believe is the third. Yeah, that's the third. We'll we'll kick off the next three. So we'll go third, fourth, and fifth. Oh, very uh, to cool. Do the next three. That's outstanding. It's a 
fun video for the third. The third actually, and the, actually, they're, they're, I've only seen two of them, and both of them are kind of fun. But the one on the, the third is especially fun. Okay, we'll tune in for that. And that's at ColoradoStateFair.com, right? Yep, and our website should go through the conversion to being more of a video platform uh, around the middle of middle of August. And uh, the first video I think we're going to put up there this past weekend, we have the uh, Colorado uh, Fiesta Queen pageant, which was done virtually for the first time. Uh, and they had a great turnout. It was the biggest field they've had in some time. Uh, so we'll, we'll have that video for on-demand viewing if people want to see the Queen contest. Um, that'll be our, the first piece that we put up there. Uh, and then we'll, on the sidebar, we'll have the last year's slopper eating contest so people can kind of get geared up if, if we're able to go forward with the slopper contest for this year. I'm definitely uh, going like to watch that. We'll have, <laughs> we'll have the slopper. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's like a beautiful train wreck. Right, <laughs> I'll tell you, last year after the slopper contest, our staff had to clean up the stage because it was, I mean, those people, they're cramming those sloppers down there, down there, uh, I guess. Gullets or gill, I don't know what the word is, but they're, they're cramming them down there and squeezing them, and uh. it looked like canned dog food all over the place. Oh, <laughs> a couple of my staff and myself were up there kind of trying to get it turned over because we had something that night, and uh, I think none of us had sloppers for several months after that. I we were, can imagine. We were sloppers. <laughs> we're back. I had a flopper I had a flopper couple, couple weeks ago, so I'm uh, back in flopper mode. Oh, good, good. <laughs> When you have a situation like this, of course, a lot of folks think about the funding. Will will there be additional funding from the state legislature to make up for the shortfall that you're going to see this year? There won't be additional funding. We actually lost a little bit of our funding from the state this year, but we were in a pretty good financial position to be able to weather this. You know, we have reserves, and re- reserves are there for when things are not good, and I would definitely think this is a year that's not good. Uh, if any time you're going to use reserves, I think 2020 is the year that if you got them, use them. Our current budget, we're looking to lose about uh, $600,000 this year, which sounds horrible, but it, you know it, we're still fully functioning. We're not making any major cuts to our staff. We're able to kind of keep the team together and keep keep the organization going. And we're actually doing a ton of improvements to the facility right now. You know, we we. We've got so many things in the pipeline that we're able to kind of get going. And, and I would steer people towards our Facebook page. We've, we started this campaign, Maintenance Monday, uh, right when COVID-19 hit back in March. And, you know, all the shutdowns happened. And we've been highlighting a different project every Monday. So I think when people come back out to the grounds, they'll, they'll really see some of the work that we've done. With some of the funding from the state and then also with some of our reserves, we're really focused on keeping the organization right size through COVID-19. So when we are able to come back together and have a full-blown state fair, it feels like the fair people are used to and doesn't feel, you know, stripped down. And then the other thing is we actually think if we're able to do the 2021 fair with our lineup that we have, uh, it's actually going to feel bigger than the fairs in recent history. That's, that's been our approach. And like I said, financially, we're dipping into the reserves, but we're not, we're not going into the hole or anything like that through this year. Oh, that's great news because you always, you know, and, you know, tons of businesses across the country, you know, have had troubles. And so that's, that's good news that the fairs had those reserves. That's, has got to be a yeah. lot of planning to, to cover all these bases for a situation like this that, that you and your staff put together. It sounds, sounds incredibly successful. We have a pretty good staff here and we made some pretty wise decisions to date. And the budget we put together for this next, the current year that we're in, because we're on a fiscal calendar, we, we need to reevaluate if, you know, COVID-19, which it looks like it will go through winter, 
Uh, we'll probably need to reevaluate our budget and, you know, look at our year-round rental income because, you know, we haven't had too many public events since, since March. And if those aren't allowed to go forward, you know, if the restrictions stay the way they are, uh, we're probably going to have to take another write-down uh, on our year-round revenue. But like I said, we still have enough reserves to weather this storm through this, this year uh, into June next year. Uh, hopefully COVID-19 is a distant memory by, by then and uh, we can... We can be on the other side, but even if it's not, you know, there's other things we can do if for some reason we have to go two years without a fair. We don't want to, and, and I say without a fair, I, I refer to like the full-blown fair that people are used to. Mm-hmm. If we're not able to go forward in 2021, there's still some things we can do to, to be a healthy organization to come out on the other side. Well, I, I just hope that people support it. I know they will because Pueblo, Southern Colorado, and the entire state and uh, loves the Colorado State Fair, and I, I just know that they'll support the the virtual um, dynamics that you have, and and do the drive through. It should should be a ton of fun. We've been talking with Scott Stoller, Colorado yeah, State I, Fair manager, and it sounds like you've done a fantastic job getting getting ready for this. I wouldn't say it would be easy. It's not. It's not the. We, we use the tagline of reimagining reimagining the fair, and reimagining is not not a fun process. But you right. know, we've we've definitely uh, got, got something put together. But I just wanted to add one thing. You know, it's, it's more than just the state that supports the fair financially. Oh, sure. The city and the county, um, you know, they they really support us too. Um, you know, both monetary and also just with resources. And, and you know, they also are there to, to support us. You know, in person. Sometimes you know we need we need a phone call or something like that. And, and both the city and county are great local government partners uh, for the state fair. And I, I wouldn't think that the fair has a chance if anybody tries to move it because Southern Colorado uh, delegation and, and uh, the city and the county are uh, so, so supportive of the state fair. I don't know that that could be reproduced anywhere else in the state. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. And if there's anything that Pueblo's podcast can do for you and the Colorado state fair in the future, in the fall or, you know, whenever you just, you just let me know and we'll make that happen. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We, uh, I appreciate you having me on today. You know, it's nice we finally have our plans kind of fine-tuned. You know, there's been a lot of confusion around what the 2020 State Fair is going to be like. Sure. Uh, and I always appreciate the opportunity to communicate what that's going to be, uh, just so people know how to consume the 2020 State Fair, because it's going to be a different experience uh, than we're accustomed to. Right. Is there anything that uh, we haven't talked about that you'd like to add, Scott, about the State Fair? I, no, I think that we covered a lot. Well, I think 25 minutes or so have uh, just kind of flown by. Right. I just looked at the clock. It's uh, pretty, well, pretty impressive. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. I've got a couple of fun questions for you, if you'll uh, indulge me. Uh, I hate fun questions. Do you? <laughs> These are the ones that make my brain hurt, huh? <laughs> like, what am I going to reveal or not? Reveal? Right, right. Well, one that I ask a lot of people is dog or cat? Dog. <laughs> okay. All the way dog. My, my, I have a two-year-old and my wife uh, talked about getting a cat and I, I think it's allergies or something, but I just can't. I can't. I can't deal, deal with cats indoors. <laughs> right, I get you. Um, favorite food at the Colorado State Fair? I am a barbecue person first and foremost, and then um, not that this is a fair food, but I always love to get a giant ice cream cone that's about the size of my head that you dip in chocolate. I, I don't know why, but that, that's a, a fair classic for me. Oh yeah, that sounds great. And how about rides? Are you more of a zipper guy or a Ferris wheel guy? When I was a kid, I was an everything ride, um, and now Ferris wheel is my speed. And I have—I don't know how much time we have, but uh, I learned about five years ago that I learned two things. 
one, my body is not built like it was when I was a kid. <laughs> and two, the Gravitron is actually a centrifuge that separates your body parts when you're older. <laughs> oh. so that, that's my new uh, threshold. I, I just, uh, oh. Gravitron is great when you're a child, not so much when you're, uh, when you're a grown man. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I wouldn't do it on a full stomach or an empty stomach. Kind of, you know, like swimming pool rules. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Wait an hour after you eat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott, it's been great. We've been talking with Scott Stoller, Colorado State Fair Manager. I really appreciate the time that you've spent, and I, I wish the Colorado State Fair the best of luck this year. And I know it's going to be a, a virtual fair, but I think we're going to see everyone support the fair and uh, looking forward to the 2021 fair. So thank you very much for spending time with well, thank us. Thank you. Thank you very much. And like I said, we have, we're planning the 2020 fair, and we already got plans for the 2021 state fair that we'll announce uh, during this year's fair. Well, I will be on the website looking for those artists. <laughs> thank you very much. This is Pueblo's Podcast. I'm Dave Moore. Be proud, Pueblo. Pueblo.